Our Thursday night clap for carers didn't end so well the other night. We'd all just about finished clapping, kind of got past that awkward bit where you're trying to work out whether it's time to stop yet or not. Um, And a gentleman stood at the end of the road and began to give a vehement speech on all the things that he thinks are wrong with the world and things that he thinks are wrong with his life. And it was full of pain and it was full of anger and it was very much not in the spirit of joy and gratitude that the last couple of minutes had been. And in the end, he ended up in a row with one of the neighbours and it, it was not great. And by the time we'd made sure everything was OK and everybody was safe and everybody was had settled down again, we all went back inside, I think, feeling rather sad and recognising that this is a hard time for many. And I realised as I thought about this gentleman later in the evening that I've seen so much more frustration and irritation, irritableness uh, around over these last couple of weeks. Much more people being consumed by tiny, tiny things. Long social media thread discussions about one word versus another word and things like that. And I don't know about you, but I notice it in myself. I spent half an hour this morning trying to get a video to play and it wasn't ever going to play because there wasn't enough Wi-Fi signal for my phone. And in, in normal days, I would have given up because I wouldn't have had time. I would have had to move on to something else, but I had half an hour to press every single button on the screen to see if I could get it to work. And then at the end of the half an hour, I had another half an hour to feel grumpy and frustrated and annoyed with myself that I'd waste so much time this is life at the moment isn't it for some of us Uh, part of it is boredom Uh, we uh, for many of us have less to do than we normally do in life and uh, boredom gives rise to irritation and frustration and vexatiousness things like that Uh, for some of us it's cabin fever if you're living with people and uh, the relationships are difficult because you've been together day in day out for weeks now that causes irritations, doesn't it? And ultimately, we're in a crisis. Whether you feel that on a day-to-day basis at the moment or not, the, the fact is we are in a social crisis and part of our brains is still taken up with managing that. And I'm so aware that in my normal life, I deal with all of these things simply by being active, by doing things, by being busy. I don't lie awake at night because even if I'm worried about things, I go to bed and I'm so tired from the day that I fall straight asleep. I appreciate I'm relatively fortunate in that, by the way. But uh, boredom, having time, having space makes more room for us to worry, for us to fret. Cabin fever, we normally deal with the imperfections in our relationships by getting away from each other, just having time apart. Crisis, well, we deal with crisis, because we're solution oriented. We look for ways to solve the problem and there are no solutions at the moment to this crisis. And so our minds get stuck in loops, loops of irritation, loops of frustration. And this is a prayer podcast, so it won't surprise you to hear me say that I think prayer has something to offer in this situation. But I want to speak of a particular kind of prayer because I think if we generally sit down to pray about what frustrates us, it can end up in being another 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, however long you take, of obsessing over why we're obsessing about the things we're obsessing over. And so the obsessing gets worse and it's not helpful. But there are certain traditions of prayer that come to our aid, I think, in these times. And one that's helping me particularly at the moment is the Ignatian tradition of examine. 
Examine is the business of noticing things and bringing them to God. Quite simply that. Now, you might say, well, I do that all the time anyway. And uh, I think it's true. At one level, we are noticing things. We're aware of things. We're aware of the, the niggles. We're aware of the the fact that we just lost our temper with someone when we wouldn't normally. We're not unaware. But that's not quite the same as noticing it in a prayer sense. In prayer sense, to notice it is to truly bring it forward, to identify it, to name it, at some level to accept it, not to say it was necessarily right, but to say it is what it is. And I bring it forward compassionately into the circle of my awareness. I accept myself and I accept life is tough at the moment and I say these things happen and I don't hide from them. I am honest with myself. And then I bring them into the endless circle of unconditional love that is God's presence. And examine helps me to do that. And I'm going to give you four words. There are there are four stages to examine. And, and I find these four words quite helpful uh, in, in my remembering of it. They all start with R. Uh, and uh, I borrowed them from Pete Gregg, who is the founder of the 24-7 prayer movement, because I find they're a good aid memoir for me. Before any of the four, though, the first thing we do is to welcome the Holy Spirit. For our looking back over our day, our noticing must be spirit-led. Otherwise, we can so easily get lost in circles of self-recrimination. So I invite the Spirit to guide me in my examen. And then I review. That's the first R. I review. I look back over the day and I say, this is what it's been like. This is what's happened. These are some of the the high points and the low points. These are the events that I have experienced. And I notice the things I've done, the way I felt. The second R is rejoicing. And I rejoice in the good. I rejoice in the things I'm proud of in myself. I rejoice in the things that have delighted me in other people. I rejoice in the good that has happened. The third R is repent. And I welcome the Spirit's spotlight to shine on those things which I am not proud of. Those things which I wish I had done differently. I notice them in all honesty. I bring them forward. I name them. I acknowledge them and I ask for forgiveness. And the fourth R is the reboot. And that's the moment when I say, God, help me to live differently tomorrow. How do I want tomorrow to look different to today? What would I like not to happen that happened today? What would I like to happen that didn't happen today? And I give my concerns, my worries, my expectations for tomorrow over to God. And I ask that the Spirit would help me to fashion the day that I want tomorrow to be and I ask the Spirit to prepare me for the ways in which tomorrow might not be the day I want it to be. That's it. Really simply those four things. Review, rejoice, repent and reboot. And in that noticing 
in that bringing into our awareness and bringing into the circle of God's love, may we regain perspective on our own lives, on our relationships and on the world around us.